It's that time. It's time for the Politocrat Daily Podcast Spring Spectacular Collection. Designed by me, yours truly, Omar Moore. T-shirts, sweatshirts, tote bags, and much, much more are now available in this brand new collection that I have designed and put together as we start this new year. I think you will really like this collection and I hope that you spend some time looking around the online store and buying what you see. There's a lot to look at and I believe that you will like what you see. I'm so proud of this collection and I think you'll appreciate it too. So take the time to visit thepolitocrat.com and look on the homepage for the store. You will see it as you scroll down. It's not at the top where it says shop. You'd think that's where it would be, but that is not where the store is. You'll have to scroll down on the homepage before you come to it, and you can't miss it. You can't miss these great products. So please, go ahead, patronize. It would be truly appreciated. Thank you very much. Welcome to The Politocrat. I'm Omar Moore. It is Monday, February the 1st, 2021. On this edition of The Politocrat, a look back at January, the month that wasn't, plus the start of a brand new month. In the United States, it is known as Black History Month. And also in this episode, a look at what is going on in Myanmar, or, as it's also known, Burma. Plus, the brand new Politocrat daily podcast online merchandise collection. The Spring Spectacular Collection. I have to say something about it. Because it is available right now. All of that coming up next. can pray until you faint. But if you don't get up and try to do something, God is not going to put it in your lap. And there's no need of running and no need of saying, honey, I'm not going to get in the mess. Because if you are born in America with a black face, you're born in the mess. Who was that? I, I really want to, I want to ask you, who was that? Yes, it is indeed. Black History Month has started today, Monday, February 1st, 2021, the start of Black History Month here in the United States of America. And of course, it's the shortest month of the year, wouldn't you know? Wouldn't you just know it? <laughs> well, the way I look at it, every day is Black History Month. Every single day of the 300, usually 365 days in a calendar year is Black History Month. Every day. But for this month, <laughs> for this month of February, every day, I am going to play you the voice of somebody. And I'm going to ask you, to either email at the following email address, politocratpod at gmail.com or tweet me at the popcorn R-E-E-L on Twitter or send me a message on the Facebook page 
and give me the correct answer of who that is that you hear me play the voice of. I'm going to do that for each of these 28 days. Now, there may be perhaps a day where I don't, but I am fully expecting that every day of this month, beginning with the voice you just heard, I will be playing an audio clip and you will have to just let me know who you think that is. No smart remarks, no rude answers, nothing. Please be serious and, you know, come on. Those of you who listen to this show regularly, I trust that you will not be doing that kind of thing. But to those who are listening who have other designs, don't waste your time here, please. Um, your emails and anything else won't even get through. So I just want to let people know that right off the top. But who was that voice? Who was that person that you just heard a few moments ago? If you can identify that person, just drop a line to the following email address. Politocratpod at gmail.com or you can tweet me directly at the popcorn r-e-e-l on twitter you can also send a message to the facebook page for the politocrat daily podcast as well but i think more than likely the better ways are to tweet me directly at the popcorn r-e-e-l or drop a line to this email address, politocratpod at gmail.com. Just send in the answer. Who you think that was that you just heard. One of the other things I'm, I'm doing for this month as we begin Black History Month here in the United States is to share a book with you that I think you really need to read. And also tell you about somebody notable who you may um, know or not know. Now, of course, that's not going to be the same person as the person who I play you for the audio. Who is the mystery voice? That's the question on this episode of the Politocrat Daily Podcast for February 1st. Who was that mystery voice? Who was that? Drop a line to the show and let me know. There's a book that I will share with you that I recommend that you read. Uh, very important. Education is the key, and I will get to that in a few moments. But the topics that I want to talk about are quite varied today as we begin the month of February. On the Politocrat Daily Podcast, we have made it into this brand new year. We've made it through this last month, this first month of the year. God, what how, what do you make of January? Ooh, that's what I make of it. January was just... I don't know what your January was like personally. But my God, you know, I... I found out that two more people, you know, which made it four, at least, or maybe whatever it was. Now, I've lost count. Four people total, I think, right now that I know who have coronavirus. And I found out that two more people, or was it one more person, got infected in the month of January. So there you go. And, of course, not to mention um, people I don't know and people that you don't know who not only got infected but died from coronavirus. This this month of January was awful. I mean, God awful. Obviously, this pandemic continues. We've had a number of things happen. Uh, we had a number of things happen in January. Um, that, good grief, horrible stuff. I mean, we, we obviously know if you're in the United States, if you're anywhere in the world, you know what happened on January 6th, the terrorist attack here in the United States. Um done at the seat of U.S. government, which was the United States Capitol building. You know that very well. Five people were killed and an additional person, um, a police officer, by the way, ended his own life. 
I mean, this was just an awful thing. And we still, now, as we head into February here, we still have the Republicans who are making it very clear that they're digging in their heels. This is, again, 60 years of fascism. And, of course, fascism existed here before that. But that this is now a, the quote, and I always say this when put quotes around it, the logical culmination of the last 60 years of what the Republicans have always wanted this country to be, what they are, what they always have been, uh, well, at least from the 1960s onwards. And they are going all in. They're throwing all their chips on the table. They're anteing up. They really are. You've got people on television saying, well, I don't know if she's fit to serve or not. The people elected her. You know, we've got garbage like that going on. We've got all of the got you know the silly little gotcha questions you know i just don't watch this stuff anymore you know that about me i don't watch this stuff anymore this stuff on the corporate news media i thought i was going to head back to it i was gonna i was saying to you you remember oh you know um, when the inauguration comes i'll watch uh 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 i have not tuned in and i know i want no medals no cookies no ribbons for first place or last place. It's just, I feel that my blood pressure has significantly lowered in the intervening two months. I think the last time I watched any corporate news media at all, and when I say corporate news media, I'm talking CNN, MSNBC, Fox, forget, they're not even on the menu. The last time I watched any corporate news media was probably around the time... Well, it was around the time that Joe Biden was officially um, projected the winner. That was that Saturday, November the 7th. Remember that? Oh, boy. And maybe a few days after that, I watched and then I was done. I was totally done. Um, Around the time that you start to see these challenges to um, the election results, which would have been the following week or two um, before the uh, Thanksgiving holiday here in the United States, by the time we got to that point, I had checked out. I, I just was not watching. And it's been so good not to watch it. It really makes me <laughs> less angry at the television. I am not throwing things at the television set. Do you find yourself... For those of you who still watch the corporate news media, the CNNs, the MSNBCs, or do you find yourself shouting at the television set? Because if you do, if you do find yourself continuing to do that, that is a cue that you need to stop watching. I'm telling you. And yeah, I get it. There might be some things on there that might be beneficial. But you need to stop watching it. It is not good for your health. It's not good for your blood pressure. It is not good for your mental state. And I feel so much better not watching that stuff. It's toxic. And then the the fervor and the fever online that accompanies it from these, some of these same people who are on the air and they whip up all this stuff and they whip up the, the outrage, sometimes the faux outrage to get retweets and clicks. And I mean, that's what this is, stuff is about now. It's manipulating human beings. So that they can click on your article and they can retweet your tweet and they can do this. We now communicate with each other with the hope that numbers increase. Not that we get richer, although in many cases people are doing that on Twitter. They are monetizing their tweets. Are you doing that? People are doing that. And they're doing it on all kinds of platforms. Many of them celebrities, many of them not necessarily. But that's the transactional world we're living in. And I don't know that that's a good idea, dear listener. I don't really know that that's the best way. Because how do we just communicate with each other without in the back of our minds thinking, well, maybe I can uh, monetize this somehow. I'm all for doing that. I mean, I think it's a good thing. Why not? But I think it gets in the way of just human relations, doesn't it? (laughs) What do you think about all of that? Well, I, I just, all of this is to say that I just think that 
January was horrible. It was horrible. Coronavirus. We had what um, what I talked about with the uh, terrorist attack here in the U.S. We had what I what, you know a lot of things go on in January. You know, it's it's just. Phew. Oh my lord! Just I just don't even know where to go with it. I mean, I think the only good thing in the United States that happened, is, you know, is that Joe Biden, Kamala Harris were sworn in and sworn in safely. I mean, I think that's the in terms of what's happening in the U.S. I think that's the only positive thing that happened in January, and of course, people getting vaccinated in January as well. Although. As we found out toward the end of last month, there were many millions of people not even, who were eligible, not even getting a look in. Surprise, surprise. Where have we seen that story before? PPP. Where have we seen that story before? Rich over poor. I mean, come on. I've told you, I could have told you, and I think I did, I think I did. Back in November and December and before that, I I told you that the rich were going to be at the front of the line. Aren't they always? Now, for those of you who think I've got this contempt for rich people, you're absolutely mistaken. Because all I am saying is, is that there is a system where the rich get continuous preference. That is not hating the rich. That is simply, merely describing what the truth is. But that's it's as simple as that, isn't it, Lord? And until we have a system that actually recognizes everybody as human beings that you should be caring about, then we're going to continue to have, you know, that top one or two percent getting their vaccines weeks and weeks before the 90-year-olds who actually need it. You know, many, many, many weeks before those who are in the appropriate groups. And, you know, it's being procured by people who don't believe that the virus is real. And they're the ones getting to the front of the line. And they're rich, they're in politics, they're in power, they're whatever. And that's just not the way that it should be. January was full of that kind of thing. And I was naive enough to think that once we got into January of 2021, there would be this new threshold, this new... And that lasted about two seconds, 2.2 to be precise. And it just got uglier and uglier and uglier. And of course, January 6th happened. And then, I mean... I think the other good thing that happened in January, by the way, was Trump being impeached a second time. That was a good thing. That happened exactly one week after he exhorted and incited a terrorist attack. I mean, this was a clear terrorist attack. He exhorted and exalted and incited it. And yeah, I'm glad that he got impeached for a second time. Of course, the other good thing, and see, I am forgetting about some other good things. The other good thing in January here in the U.S. was the double victory in Georgia for both Senate Democratic candidates, John Ossoff and Reverend Raphael Warnock, who both won their races on January 5th, although it wasn't officially revealed about Ossoff's until sometime during the uh, middle of the day of January 6th, which of course was when all of this terrorist attack was going on on the East Coast. I mean, it was such a surreal, that day, January 6th, was such a surreal day. And all of the euphoria and glory that you and I, oh, many of you and I, shared, expressed, luxuriated in, on the evening of the night of January 5th, and even the early morning hours of January 6th, all of that euphoria dissipated dissipated like butter in a pan in a hot pan melting I mean it just vanished because all the focus was on this terrorist attack and how could you ignore it so that happened the impeachment happened you know I mean yeah good 
And this whole, you know, the Senate majority leader now, of course, is Chuck Schumer, Democrat. And there we go. So you had um, people sworn in, you had this, you had that. But all in all, that's pretty much that. Of course, the inauguration happened. And safely, thank God, they were sworn in, both sworn in before 12 noon Eastern, which is a wrinkle, but that was done for security reasons. And I think it was a very good idea. Very good idea. Threw everything off because they were starting their ceremonies. And I think, wait a minute, it's still 11.45, 11.50. Aren't you supposed to wait 10 more minutes? No, they didn't. This is all deliberate. So there you, there you go. I mean, anyway. Then in England, the death rate became the, the UK, rather, the death rate from coronavirus became the highest in the world. I mean, that was shocking. Boris Johnson continuing to be the sociopath that he is. I mean... This was not good stuff. I mean... And um, Boris Johnson just, just clueless, but he... Oh, my God. This is crazy. It was just crazy. Now, I'm just talking about the US and the UK. But... I will get into some other things in a few short moments. But before I do, um, we also lost it last month in the space of seven days, literally. And in the latter part of the month in particular. Now, there were people who passed away um, earlier in the month. But I want to focus on just for a few quick moments. And I think I mentioned this recently on a prior episode of this podcast. I want to focus on four people who in the space of one week, one seven-day stretch, passed away. It was just incredible. Larry King, who I would call a legend in broadcasting, who passed away... Actually, let's go backwards before that, um, prior to that, I should say. Hank Aaron, the king of baseball, I call him, one once the legendary home run-hitting, record-breaking um, batter for Atlanta... As he, on the Friday before the last Friday, this is in January. On Friday in January, he passed away. And it was very sad to hear the news. I did a tribute show, podcast episode to him. You may have listened to it. If you haven't, I recommend that you do. Then the very next day, the very next morning, sadly morning, Larry King, the legendary broadcaster, he passed away. Did a show on him as well. Then unbeknownst to me, and I only found this out after the fact, Cloris Leachman, who is another great legend, she passed away this past, I mean, this is incredible, this past Wednesday. So just last Wednesday, she passed away. And then the very next day, Thursday of last week, just a few days ago, the legendary pioneering paramount figure of black excellence, of excellence, Cicely Tyson, passed away. And gosh, it was so sad. Of course, I feel tremendous grief for the families of all of those that I've just mentioned, but my goodness me, the one that really resonated for me, and indeed painfully so, indeed painfully so, was... The passing of Cicely Tyson, you know, as I gave a tribute to her in a prior episode last week. You know, she just was so special and so memorable and so important in American film culture. And certainly for black people, she was just remarkable. So those are just some of the not so great things at all, obviously bad things that happened. And there may have been one or two things you can count on your own hand that were positive, but gosh, January was just lousy, wasn't it? Oh, I I really hope that February is not, and I repeat, is not anything close to January, and that it is instead a much better, safer, healthier, positive month for all of us out here. I definitely will drink to that.
I strongly recommend the following book. And I held this book up if you watched on the YouTube channel, which you can find at the Politocrat Daily Podcast. You can go search that in the YouTube search bar or in any search bar. You'll get all of the YouTube videos that I have done for the Politocrat Daily Podcast. Conversations, my own comments, things of that ilk you will find there on the YouTube channel of the Politocrat. You just enter the Politocrat in the search engine or search bar and you should find it. There are actually two different the Politocrats. One of them um, has more subscribers than I, than I and then this podcast. But nonetheless, you will be able to easily tell which one is which because you will see a red and gold building at night and that will city hall building and you'll find that pretty easily. So that's not really a big issue. But I just wanted to do to say that last week and you can see it on the YouTube channel on the Politocrat Daily Podcast YouTube channel. I held up a book and I'm going to repeat what I said when I held it up, which was this book here, The African Presence in Ancient America, They Came Before Columbus, is the title. It's by Ivan Van Sertima. S as in Sam, E-R, T as in Thomas, I-M as in Miracle, A as in Apple. Ivan Van Sertima, a great scholar of African history and, and, and all kinds of really important uh, work that he's done and written about. And this book is called They Came Before Columbus. And this is about the African presence in ancient America. And it's a fascinating book. You know, it's interesting. I did a forum. And you may have uh, heard it because I uh, used it for one of the episodes I did last summer for the film I Am Not Your Negro. And I was talking about the black presence in England, for example, in the United Kingdom. And someone, a white guy, said to me, oh, no, black people didn't come to the United Kingdom didn't come to England until 1950-something. Whatever he said, I don't remember the exact date he said. And I said, no, I'm sorry, respectfully, I, we just, that is not accurate. Um, I respect your view, but I'm, I have to say to you that this is not, this is not true. And I take issue with what you're saying. And you have a right to think what you think, but I have to tell you that it's not accurate. And here's the books you can read in order to um, get an understanding. And that's what I did. And he actually, the person who had, had said, oh, no, there was no black people here before 1950s, which is just asininely not true. I mean, objectively, that's not true, right? Enslavement in the UK ended in 1833. Before that, or so after that, there were, you know, before that, they were... Um, black people fighting um, for the UK in various different places. One of them was the United States and the American enslaved black folk. And in England, there were all kinds of things going on with um, black people and the military. And, and th this is way before the 19 1950s. What? Now, I know there were an influx. There was an influx of black um immigrants and things like that in the 1950s. And then you had people coming to help out the uh, English after what happened um, with the Blitz bombing and all kinds of things. They helped rebuild, black people did help rebuild England. And then now that all the building's done, they want to get rid of these folks who've been living here 20, 30, 40, 50 years. It's just insanely racist, of course. We know that. And so... That's what the genesis of all this was. But for someone to say to you, with a straight face on Zoom, no less, that, hey, you know, uh, black folk weren't here before 1950. It's just not true. It's just not true. And this guy, I'm sure, got that from some, you know, Fox News or some conspiracy site, some garbage lies. So I just want to, this is all around about way of saying Please read this book, They Came Before Columbus. It's, it's the, by Ivan Van Sertima. S-E-R-T-I-M as in Miracle A. Ivan Van Sertima. And I really hope you do read it. It's a really great book. They Came Before Columbus.
here on what I call every day being Black History Day. I'll be right back with some additional topics to talk about. November 4th, 2008, Barack Obama became the first black president of the United States of America. He defeated John McCain handily in the 2008 presidential election. Welcome back. Do you think that this month is going to be better than what we just went through these last 31 days, wherever you are in the world? Do you think that it's going to be any better? I guess the answer for me is going to be yes, because we can participate in trying to make it better. I've been uh, talking about this now for the last few days. The kinds of things that we do, the kinds of things that we seek to do, the kinds of things, the goals that we take ourselves to, the goals we want to complete and everything else, to be better people. Before we want to change the earth, to change the world that we live in, we want, we've got to be better people. And we have to keep moving. We're not going to be perfect. I get that. But at least let's start trying to do the things that are life-affirming and positive and loving that will really spur us forward. Because before you can change the world, surely you have to be people who have to change yourselves, don't you? I mean, I guess there's exigent circumstances. And when there are exigent circumstances, it's difficult to try to work on yourself. It's difficult when you've got a world to save. Right? I mean, that's the reality, isn't it? I mean, I guess it's a case of you can't bite off more than you can chew. But on the other hand, times are wasting. And we have lots of work to do, said President Biden. And he signed so many executive orders. Which is the least of what he had to do. I mean, this is what he had to do because of what we've experienced the previous four years. But, you know, this is, uh, I guess, is par for the course. And I just think that we just, God, we got through a buzzsaw. I mean, I want to turn my attention to this now, Myanmar, and Aung San Suu Kyi. Now, she was this revolutionary figure, this freedom fighter and humanitarian, you know, all these great things in Myanmar, which is known as Burma as well. Uh, the British rule ended, I think, in the 1960s, early 1960s, maybe 61, 62, um, there had been a military uprising and a coup that occurred in 62, and then they had ruled with an iron fist, basically, the last, on and off over these last, well, close to 60 years now, very close to 60 years. And you had uh, Aung San Suu Kyi, who was put in house arrest back in 1990. She is a, you know, she was an up and coming politician or someone in visibility, a revolutionary figure and leader, and the people loved her. And, um, and she was under house arrest for twenty years. She had you two coming in, and and uh, I think they had met with her at one point. You two, the rock band, the Irish rock band, and they did a song on her, or or at least they did this thing over the last few years where they were at a concert and they would dedicate songs to her and they would have the audience, the crowd, pre-COVID days, lead the crowd in cheers. Ang, Sang, Su, Ki, An, I mean, it was Bono doing that over and over and over. And I was saying to myself, okay, that's cute. That's nice. And then it was no longer cute or nice to be chanting Ang, Sang, Su, Ki. You know Why? Because after she was released, finally, from a 20-year house arrest in 2010, seven years after that, she participated in, 
you know, or at least didn't do anything to stop the genocide of the Rohingya. The Rohingya were absolutely genocided in Myanmar or Burma, whichever you choose. And the military absolutely desecrated them. She absolutely gave carte blanche to it. She never took any accountability as a leader. And by now she had been elected to, I believe it was the People's Democratic Party or the National Democratic Party in Myanmar. And she had been a cabinet minister or an officer or something, uh, head of state there. I don't remember the exact number. And then there was the president. But she absolutely was involved. She became this hardline authoritarian. She violated people's human rights. There were so many human rights abuses. Amnesty International, I believe, did this whole thing on Myanmar and how many abuses happened under Aung San Suu Kyi. It was just, she was monstrous. Absolutely monstrous. And all that singing from you too. Aung San Suu Kyi. Aung. All that stuff stopped. Right? The F overnight. It stopped. As the body counts continued to rise, the singing stopped. And Aung San Suu Kyi really was the opposite. She became evil. Evil. And that made her position a little bit more fragile amongst the people, some of whom still supported her and many who didn't. Hillary Clinton, I remember, when I believe when Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State in 2016 or 15, visited with her. You remember that iconic photo of them posing outside the house arrest place when the place of her home, Aung San Suu Kyi's home. And that just, you know, she met with her, shook her hand and smiled and, you know, all that nicey-nicey, cutesy, loosey goosey stuff. And it was just unbelievable. Unbelievable. And... Guess what? The final day of January of this year, just yesterday. I think it was early February 1st because, of course, the time difference. And I think I forgot the forgot how many hours it is. Maybe it's eight or ten. The point is, is that in or, you know, but in Myanmar, good grief, it's just she, Aung San Suu Kyi, ended up being arrested and detained. She and a number of cabinet ministers and political leaders in that Demo- uh, Democratic Party, or whatever it's called, the National Democratic Party, whatever it is, they, they ended up being all arrested, all of them, by the military, by the way. And the military said that, no, oh, this is it, this is the coup, and da 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 And you have people saying the same thing, as a coup, da-da-da, and blah-blah-blah, and pack up your bags and go home, good night. And they, and they rounded up Aung San Suu Kyi and her ministers and everybody else in the present, and they're all under house arrest at the moment, and they can't move a muscle. They cannot move a muscle. And that's really important. Um, but isn't this a case of the chickens coming home to roost? The military that was always kept at the disposal, quite frankly, of Aung San Suu Kyi is the very same military who on and off has been trying to engage in a coup to weaken this front. And they have absolutely decided, okay, now or never we're doing it today or tomorrow or next week or last week, whatever. And this is just really... This story is, again, I guess kind of what goes around comes around. And it's disappointing, but it's not shocking at all. And I'm not shocked. I mean, Aung San Suu Kyi um, turned the very person that she had been fighting against. I mean, let's be honest. And it's just... <laughs> oh. There is some kind of irony, though, in Aung San Suu Kyi... Um, being put under house arrest as the military begins to really crack down and get very authoritarian and violent and all this. Um, 
it's just really bad stuff. I, and um, I don't have a shred of sympathy for her, I must say, just because of the fact that she allowed Rohingya to die and didn't take any accountability for it. She participated, or at least people around her cabinet did, or people in, in her group did, and it just never faced up to the truth, the music, or anything else. Profoundly disappointing, um, but not surprising. This is a coup that's going on there. And, you know, I couldn't help but think as I was listening and watching Sky News yesterday that this is so similar, except without the actual, well, this is so similar to the uh, coup attempt that Donald Trump engineered the terrorist attack. But it was just done so intelligently. Um, I just... I don't know. The coup wasn't done intelligently. I'm just saying that... I don't know what I'm saying, actually. This is just... I, 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 again, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I... I'm just sitting here trying to get my head around. Is there any way at all? I I just I look I just I, I just wanna know. Do you think that February is gonna be better than January? Do you? I I mean I just don't know. I just don't know. And the Myanmar situation has really become a problem. Really become a problem. And again, I just can't help but say it. Maybe it is a case of the chickens coming home to roost. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. I just do not know. I just couldn't tell you. I, you know. Now, it turns out that the military took over the government. And they had contested, this is the one part I'm leaving out here that I'm going to now make sure I fill you in on. There was a November 2020 general election, would you believe, in Myanmar, just like there was here in the U.S. And just like here in the U.S., it was a landslide victory, maybe much more so even in Myanmar. And the military, just like here, the uh, those in the Republican Party and Donald Trump, contested the results. Contested the results. And, it, you know, it was a long process and then boom. You know, and uh, it's just, I don't know. But the military has seized control of power. I mean, this is what Donald Trump was trying to do last month. He's literally sending his minions to go and kill politicians that he didn't like. Or that were powerful. And so, you know, the same thing. Uh, you know, it's just... The military took over on Sunday, the 31st of January, 2021. And still are there. And they're, you know, quarantined, isolated, whatever. And, and I don't know, quarantined or isolated. I don't know. But the point is, is that they have, they now control, they've now got these folks under house arrest. I saw Suki in house arrest and all these other people in house arrest. And the military announced that it is taking over the country for one whole year so that by the time we get to January of 2022, maybe Aung San Suu Kyi and all the other officials who are under house arrest may be released. Maybe, if you're good. You might get released. You might. Might. You might get released from house arrest. I just hope that February is better than January. Welcome back. I am thrilled to say to you, dear listener, that now the brand new Politocrat daily podcast 
online collection is available. As we begin February, I want to say to you that I am so excited that I can share with you this brand new collection, which I hope that you take a look at and you purchase merchandise from because there's a little something here for pretty much everybody. You can do one of three things. You can check out the pinned tweet on my Twitter account at the popcorn R-E-E-L. You can do that by going to the Twitter. Um, I guess it's, I don't know. You just go there and, and you'll be able to find more and uh, at least my Twitter handle and then go from there. And by the way, one other thing, same thing. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, this this is just a, well, I just hope February is different. I just really do. I really, really do. And I, I'm just excited about this collection that I've put together. I designed it, yours truly designed it, and it's got a load of different items. There's t-shirts, yes, but not just t-shirts. There's also additional items, which diversifies it a little bit. But these t-shirts, I think you're going to love. You're going to love these, I hope. I hope you do. And while you're loving them, can you please buy one or two of them? I think you'll be glad. Um, really good quality stuff. And you can go to this web address to take a look and sample. Get a look. Looky here. Look-see. It's at, this is the website for the, um, for the shop. Online shop, which I have. Which is the dash politocrat dot myshopify.com that is the um, web address it's the dash politocrat dot myshopify.com that is the web address you can also as i said uh, look up my uh, twitter handle at the popcorn r-e-e-l and look to my pinned page and um, you can also go to the politocrat.com and on that homepage, you will see, um, if you scroll down, you will see um, the, you know, the, um, well, you will just see the store, <laughs> put it that way. Um, yes, on the top of the Politocrat Daily Podcast page at thepolitocrat.com. Yeah, you'll see a word that says shop, but that is not the shop you want to go to. You want to go, but you want to go on the homepage, scroll down a little bit. And you will see that shop in full force. And, and we'll bring it up in other ways as well. So there you go. Please, please spend some time looking at these um, products that I've designed. I hope that you do. Um, this is, I think you're going to really like this. And really, um, I'm so proud of this collection. And, and it's called the Spring Spectacular Collection. The SSC, Spring Spectacular. And I hope that you do take full advantage of it. Um, I really do. And we, we need that. So there you go. Uh, thank you for your support in advance. And I'm just hoping that you do um, go ahead and, and uh, do this. So thank you. So, you know, there you go. I mean, that that's that's the thing. You know, I, I um, I'm very proud of this collection. And you'll get to look at it. You know, the prices are there. Um, and we'll go from there and see what we can see. So lots to ponder. And, you know, I, I'm just, uh, again, so proud of this collection. Uh, thank you for your support in advance. Uh, it means the world to me. Thank you for listening as well to this podcast. Of course, it means the world to me. Um, thank you. And we do ship, by the way, I, you know, ship worldwide. So the politocrat is on the map and shipping worldwide so please do take a look at what is available on the politocrat.com in terms of the shopping and also, uh, you know, uh, on the uh, website, the-politocrat.shopify.com um, and, you know, elsewhere, blah, blah, blah. You get the idea. So um, that's that pretty darn much, I think. Um you know, we have, uh, if you're a sports person and you're interested in the Premier League and, or in football in England in general, you will know that there is a transfer window deadline that comes up today. 
and Watford Football Club are involved in being a championship club now, and they have got some very interesting signings, I think, are useful for the advancement of Watford Football Club, who are trying to get back into the Premier League uh, after being relegated last season. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens with the transfer deadline window. Um, it's anybody's guess. I don't think there's going to be lots of deals for those of you who are interested. Um, because, I mean, just because of the nature of the season with this coronavirus. So, anyway, um, that's that throwaway talk. <laughs> not exactly. Not for people who love the Premier League. It's not, including myself. Um, but that, there you have it. That is um, that is an episode in the books, folks. <laughs> My gosh. Remember, 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 remember to let me know. Drop me a line, whether it's on Twitter at the popcorn R-E-L. Or whether it is, you know, if you can just find uh, um, whatever time to to do so. And let me know who that voice was. I'm not going to play the voice again. But let me know who that person was. Or is, depending on where you sit or stand. And let me know. And, uh, you know, by emailing or tweeting or DMing or whatever. And, uh, you know, there you go. And I'll mention whether or not I got any responses to this or whether anyone got it right. So there you go. And I just want to uh, say thank you very much for listening. I really do appreciate your ear and also your um, your hard-earned money um, is greatly appreciated too. Um, if you're going to be buying from the Politocrat Daily Podcast, I really do hope that you do. Um, and um, please understand what the story is. Um, you know, um, but I do appreciate you and um, all of the elements. And so uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody. Everybody. Thank you so much. Um, and uh, really do appreciate your listening here. And spread the word, please. And uh, don't forget, lots of merchandise here. And uh, we'll see how that all plays out. Thank you very much for listening to this edition of the Politocrat. I'm Omar Moore. <laughs>